Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify. Hello everyone, this is Carlos again for whatever. Uh, this is the first episode with Ken Condon with Segmentify and Ken, instead of, I, I always say the same thing, the big picture, uh, you know, I think it's easier if you introduce yourself. We've been working now for for quite a number of years, uh, collaborating. Too, too, too long, too long. <laughs> for too long. I'm worn out <laughs> from it, to be honest with you. I used, I used to be cool until I met you. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. So maybe you would like to introduce yourself and, and then we get at it. Yeah, um, I, my background, I do a number of things. Um, I, I'm an AI personalization and microanalytics um, consultant. Um, I currently work in maybe about 23 different countries globally. And um, I also manage the Irish E-Commerce Association. Um, so I'd be fairly day in, day out e-commerce. Um, so that's kind of where I am. And then as far as the Segmentify connection, um, as a consultant, I just basically went around the world looking for some of the best products to give my customers and uh, discovered a small little startup company called Segmentify a number of years ago. And uh, it's not too small anymore, but uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a hope and a dream kind of a company that um, is now achieving some real results. So um, that's kind of where I am now is I'm, I'm doing a lot of work with them now and some other things, but that, that's mainly it. Fantastic. Uh, so uh, how did, what's your career like in, in retail? We never spoke about it really. I just know you from the e-commerce world, but how did you end up in e-commerce? Uh, like many people moved around different areas. I worked, um, I, I worked for a brewery at one stage as a key accounts manager and I moved into the FMCG area and then, uh, I stumbled across e-commerce, um, actually working for a market leader, um, and a competitor of Segmentify's and uh, I fell in love with the personalization industry and I saw it as the future of retail, not taking over from bricks and mortar, but uh, an amazing complementary product to it. And um, I wanted more and more and more. So then I decided to go and open up my own business. Um, I've also studied extensively on the subject as well. So um, it's basically taken over most of my life, to be honest with you. There, there's a drastic answer to that question. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Uh, Ken, so we're here to discuss uh, your views on, on, you know, how retailers, they can implement a strategy uh, for this year, 2022, it's January and moving forward, really. But before we get to that, what's changed in the e-commerce industry? I spoke with a, with a, a fairly well-known guy in Brazil who was the CEO of Walmart.com in Brazil and a bunch of other interesting um, companies. And of course, it's pretty obvious when we, when we, when, when you, know, you know, when to look back and, and talk about the changes. But it's always interesting, especially because you're in in Ireland, in you know, Europe, uh, to get your perspective. Uh, what's changed in the industry since you started, since in commerce? What's what are the main changes you've seen? Um, I would say the number one change is uh, education. Um, I'd say. 
a lot of people have invested a, a lot of time in themselves to educate themselves and to learn more about the industry. Um, the industry has grown in leaps and bounds because of the likes of COVID's effect on it. Um, more people have moved online. What I think before they moved online, you could sense that there was uh, that people were learning more, they were investing more on their online site, they were educating themselves and um, they were starting to test, which is a big thing. Uh, when I first started, people didn't test anything and data meant nothing to them. It was all about just... Uh, I'll throw this nice user experience on and uh, I'll have a nice picture and that'll get me sales. Um, but th I think that's the biggest thing is they're testing now, they're educated and um, they're actually willing to try stuff to find what works and what doesn't is the biggest thing. And then COVID came around, which speeded it all up. And it started where the bricks and mortar people were worried that they were losing all their business to it. And then the bricks and mortar people up their game and now I think the omni-channel thing is more relevant and a lot more people are practicing this full circle of, uh, of um, a service and um, e-commerce is just growing and growing and growing everywhere to be honest with you in, in a frightening pace and uh, it's exciting but frightening too because people are trying to catch up quickly. Good and uh, what I want to ask you is can you frame a little bit? So, where are we today? What you know, we spoke about. You spoke about the changes, but can you frame a little bit? What's the common enemy that a retailer faces today? Especially the because I mean, you're in the personalization space, and I had a, as you know, I've been leading the e-commerce growth show now with a lot of interesting people, and one of the the, the vendors uh, who happens to be Powerfront, uh, Scott is there as well. He said something really interesting that stuck uh, with me, which is like a website. If you're just thinking of a, a online shop, it's just a digital catalog, right? So um, what's the common enemy that a retailer faces today, in your opinion? Um, well, first of all, just to comment, it is like a digital catalog. Um, most people have this perception that a, an e-commerce website is a separate um, is a separate entity or it's you know it, 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 there's a lot of cultural problems in a lot of businesses where the bricks and mortar store and the on and the online competes and things like that and that's a big problem um, but people should see it as an extension it, they should see it as an, a whole new shop and uh, I think that's one of the main problems that a lot of companies have is trying to focus on the site as a whole entity on its own it's a shop and and then what should you what should you invest into it and would you set up a, a bricks and mortar store and not put any staff in it um which is the equivalent to setting up an e-commerce store and not putting the right tools in it to find people the right products when they want it and like if you think about it an online visitor will stay on your site. Um, they'll have an attention span of um, 10, 15, 20 seconds on the site. They'll, they'll, if it's on mobile phone, they'll scroll maybe once, one and a half times, and then they'll leave. And um, like, if you think about these pressures, um, you should be bringing all the products to the people rather than letting them go find them. So they're the kind of main problems is people don't look at the site as 
a whole new shop. What will I put into that shop? How will I get get clients to find what they need quickly? And how will I impress them? And average order value, nobody has a strategy at the moment for how will I get somebody to buy two products instead of one? Everybody seems to have this strategy. And I mean, globally, if you go into name any top brand right now, um, I would say you can go into their site and their whole strategy is find them something quickly and get them off the site. And it's not about how do I get them to come back next week and buy a second product and how can I build loyalty? And that whole thing is gone. Whereas before, in the old days, the old days, last year, the year before, when you walked into a bricks and mortar store, that person at the counter knew you. They're going, hey, I got this for you. I got this new shirt in. I got this new pair of shoes. You'll love them. And they're focused on building a rapport and making you buy more products the next time, the next time, the next time. And we need to get back to doing that, but online. So I think that's the, the biggest thing is, is the time, effort and strategies you put into your online site should be just as much as you put into a bricks and mortar store. Who's your typical? Uh, so you have a bunch of very interesting clients large uh, global retailers but who's the typical customer is it the e-com manager is it a product and a product person who's using the segmentify product uh software on a daily basis well i suppose not just segmentify but who's using personalization and who's using micro analytics or who's who's using data to drive their businesses who's who's moved on to that space and um to be honest with you a lot of businesses are they are using it um, at different levels because there are um, five or six different levels of uh, tools from the basic ones that are just about content to ones in the segmentify space where they're predicting what you're going to buy next. So there's different levels. So the people that are using them um, would be predominantly e-commerce managers. Um, and it's it's one, it, it's the guys that have read up. It's the guys that are studying what the next trends are. It's the guys that are constantly trying to get ahead are the ones that are testing it out. And then there's a lot of people then that aren't testing it out because they're happy with what they have right now. And education kind of part comes in there. So you can see it. The guys that try it are the guys that test everything. And they're the guys that are becoming the big, big sites. You've got to test everything. So that that's who's using it. and the brand wise every big brand from the likes of Intersport to e-buyer to um, Inish pharmacies um, all are at the top of their games because they're all testing and pushing um, pushing their sites and pushing their sites every day to get more conversion rates out of it. So that they're the people that are using it. Yeah, interesting. And you spoke about trends, people that are looking at trends within this these brands or retailers. So what are the trends? You, you, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed, we are going to speak about uh, having a mobile strategy um, today. So what, what, are the, 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 what are the trends that you're seeing there, uh, Ken, today for, for, for a retailer? Well, I suppose you just mentioned mobile strategy there and the biggest, biggest trend is all your traffic is on mobile and you're talking 80% upwards in most countries. And I, I'm thinking of the 22, 23 countries I'm in at the moment. It's all 70, 75, 80, 85%. Um, like a lot of the Adriatic countries would be late 80s, 90s percent of all their traffic is going through mobile. So how focused are you on mobile? Mobile is the main focus now. 
and you have to be you have to make sure the site is ready for somebody with big thumbs like me <laughs> and uh, you have to be ready for people's mobile lives and if you're inside in the tube in London on a phone or if you're in the metro in France or someplace are you making your shop um, shoppable um, is it mobile friendly and that leads on to then the, the the topic that you were talking about which is mobile strategy for 2022 and this article came about at the end of last year through some of my frustrations where everybody is doing the same thing and if you go on and I, I did I did a, um, a bit of research and I looked at three sites that came into my head I looked at Argus I looked at Sports Direct and I looked at House of Fraser I think it was and just just out as an exercise I just picked three sites and the three of them had the same strategy um put a, an offer in the home page banner and then sell me whatever's top selling at the moment in in their top things and that was it in the three stores and that's what kind of frustrated me where i kind of went everybody is doing the same thing and it's a risky it's a risky strategy where you're hoping one of the 10 people that visit the site in the next 10 minutes one of them will like it and then the other nine will just go off and go and ignore this, ignore this, ignore this, and then go find what they need. And if you think about it, it's a six inch window. You're in the Metro in France, or you're in the Tube in London, or you're in the number eight bus in Cork, going somewhere and you're trying to scroll through it and they're making you work. And that's where I think people need to focus on that strategy. Now, if 80% of your traffic is going through this little six inch window, I think you need to put a lot of time and effort into it. And that's where the strategy came from. And the strategy is to use your homepage banner to push like um, dynamic video in there. So basically the idea is, is every segment, every person is in a segment. So if I was talking about say Intrasport and I came onto the Intrasport site, it should know that I'm a rugby fanatic. And it, it should play a rug, it should play a video with a rugby player walking into a changing room wearing a certain brand top or a certain pair of shoes or something, or else it'll know that I like certain brands or I'm into weightlifting or, you know, it, it knows what I'm about. And then it changes the entire site for me within that one and a half scrolls. So that's where the strategy was, is why can't we make the first scroll on the mobile all about Carlos? Why does Carlos have to go looking? Let's make the site about Carlos and let's make that one scroll all about him so Carlos doesn't have to scroll anymore and doesn't have to type into the search, doesn't have to do anything. So that's where the strategy came from. The technology is there. We can change the homepage banner, make it dynamic, change it, put Instagram level quality videos into the homepage banner and change them depending on where the traffic is coming from and where, um, depending on what, um, what segment they're in. And then underneath that, then the idea was to bring in the store strategy. So you can't let AI run your store. You make AI part of your full strategy. So then what we thought was put in um, pin, pin, pin products into the first or second container something that you as a store manager need to sell need to um need to get rid of because you've got overstocks 
and then go back to AI then again, where you show certain high performing things in certain categories that you know I and Carlos loves, different journeys for each people. So that, that was the whole concept of it. Um, and that has taken off, that has taken off nicely. And we've got clients now doing it. And uh, it also helps decrease your bounce because if you can think about you going on a mobile phone, struggling to find what you need, or you going into a mobile site and finding everything you need straight away in front of you and not having to do anything, you know, it, it makes people stay on the site a lot, lot longer. So that would be the strategy. Um, I actually have, I actually have a GIF of it if you want me to share it. And yes, um, please, yes, please. Um, this is basically the strategy in a nutshell. So as you come in, this is in one scroll. So um, research that I did and research that other people have done that I robbed. <laughs> and uh, that research has basically shown me that people will only scroll one and a half times. And after that, forget about it. So if you don't have what I need in this, I'm gone out the door. So you need to bring all of my needs into that one scroll. So what we're doing is, is we're putting a dynamic banner in here. This has got video connected to your segment or else it's got graphics. So it has a picture of something to make you go, oh, I need that. So that goes in there. This is where I put in um, your the retailer's um, personal interest and his own campaigns and his strategy, put in a static offer there. And then what we did was you put in a dynamic container for top sellers category and then finished it off with surrounding you in lots of different categories from all of your different interests. So that, that should decrease your bounce rate by about 20, 23, 24%. And then the other tools down here um, will add about 15 to 18% onto your business. Uh, and that's just in the first scroll of your mobile phone. So that's the 2022 mobile phone strategy um, that I'm basing all my hopes and dreams on. <laughs> so uh, what do you think of it? I, 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 first off, I think it's fascinating to... To think, because I, I, my father, as you know, when we spoke about his store a few times, mm. I mean, the, the effort that a, a company needs to do, and he's been on television in Brazil for, for a number of years, just to acquire prospects, just to drive traffic to the website. And so, you know, it's, it's huge. It's humongous, right? You, you need to put a lot of money in, in advertising or however you're driving traffic to your, your shop. And so when you get there and you can find what's relevant to you, I mean, then you lost it. So I, I think it's really interesting how you, how you um, created the, 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 the strategy. Basically, it's not really complex when you look at it. You were able to boil this down to maybe five tenets, if you like, right? Mm. Um, and, it's, uh, and make it really compact and easy to understand. And as I was saying, I think that the, and I agree, more and more, um, the focus will be in retain, retaining your customers and providing a, a unique experience, uh, you know, um, for each one of the individuals who's visiting your website, right? So I, yeah. I find it really interesting what, what you're showing. Um, would be nice also to know, and that was not in the list of questions. Sometimes I do this. But oh, how many... no, not an off the strip question. <laughs> uh, come on, uh, you can do this. How many tenets 
or what's the for for a solid mobile strategy? What would you say are the, the, the tenets for a retailer implement this today, the 11th of January? So if you were to sit with a CRO or whatnot, what would you, you know, uh, look on their website, on their site? And what, what would you say are the five or are the basic tenets to implement a solid mobile strategy for 2022? I think there's a number of areas and maybe later on we can go into mobile search and we can go into a number of other areas rather than trying to pour it all into this one interview um but i would uh, you've got to think about the world we live in now is i won't say they're spoiled but they're in a we're, we're in, a, in a place where we've all been We've all been manipulated and not manipulated, educated by Amazon and educated by Netflix. And we're all used to having what we need served up to us. And we all go on the site and their machines are amazing. And they deliver what we want before we even know what we want. And that's the way your customers are now. They're at that level where they expect that sort of service off your site or else they're not coming back. And they want that service in two hundredths of a millisecond. So bang, right in front of you, done. Here's your first, second, third, fourth, fifth selection. Pick one. Like you, you think about a lot of people always say, um, how is it Amazon know everything about me? How is it? I was talking today in my kitchen. Alexa must be listening to me or I'm having a conversation on the phone. And look, there's a product there. Their machine is comparing you to everybody else and it's doing what this strategy is doing as well the exact same technology practically is in that so i would say like you just got to firstly focus on mobile focus on how to make it very very easy very quick um how to get the right products to the right people at the right time which means ai personalization has to happen on your site it's the only way to bring the right products to the right people you're going to want something different to me carlos um and you're going to want it in 200 milliseconds i want a complete other different journey in 200 milliseconds so the only way to accomplish that is ai personalization and then the second thing then is you want the site to be about you um you're used to the amazon effect where are you used to the Netflix effect where you go into your account and the entire dashboard of your Netflix is all cartoons now, Carlos, because of the kids. <laughs> like mine, it's full of cartoons. So uh, there's one or two movies in there belong to me. But like you go in and it's your space. So you want the website on a mobile phone to be all about you the minute you click in. And to do that, you need dynamic video, you need dynamic containers, and you need to have widgets that change and only show the products that you love. And if you can do that, your customer's coming back. Also, it's quick. It will deliver what they want quickly, and they're gone off the site, and you may show them something to come back next week for. So you can connect, you can set it up to that as well. So I'd say that's kind of the main port to call is to have used the data on your site and connect it to the right machine and let that deliver the best content possible for every visitor coming to your site. Sweet. Ken, I think this was amazing. Uh, we are on half an hour now, so mm -hmm. I think it's pretty good. We've dropped a lot of interesting knowledge. I'd like to thank you. And let's, let's do a follow-up session very soon. Definitely. Thanks for having me.
All right, Ben. Thank you. Bye.